Say it like you mean it, mean it like you say it. It don't cost a bit more to dream big than it does little. Today I will have my faith built by the word of God. I will not allow my past to control my future. God has given me my dreams to look forward to and my faith as a means by which I will arrive. I will dream big because I serve a big God. Somebody give the big God you serve a big hand. Hallelujah. Aren't y'all glad we can come to church and and just uh, worship Him and receive from Him? I'm so thankful today that, that He gives us tools and abilities to stay strong and to move forward and take what God has told us we could have. See, I believe that that we have to make sure that we're not too passive about our relationship with God. See, meekness and weakness are not the same. You need to be meek because it is a fruit of the Spirit. You know what meekness is? Being kind. You can be kind and be strong. I think a lot of times that misconception or misunderstanding makes men think that it's kind of not masculine enough to, to, you know, to bow down. You know, we got this thing in the flesh. We got this this, uh, fear that somebody's going to see us as weak. Do you know that God said he would empower you when you bow to him? You would become strong. As a matter of fact, the Bible says when you are weak, Say that you are strong. You know why? Because greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. And I want you to understand today that I want to tell you that I was in Nashville this week and on my way home yesterday, I already had a message, man. I was going to preach the love of Jesus like I had never preached it before. And I was driving my 76 Ford pickup. And you know, it's, it's been hotter outside than the devil's armpit. I mean, and that truck ain't got no air condition. It's got wind glasses. How many knows what a wind glass is? You just told everybody you're not a millennial right there. I had them wind glasses and them, them uh, side windows down. And man, that thing was just roaring. I was just driving back and the Lord started speaking to me about this subject. And I want you to turn with me to the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 27th verse. Ephesians 4, 27. I'm so thankful that we got the Word of God to go to, ain't you? Hallelujah. It says in Ephesians 4, 27, and do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge You know, let's practice something. You can look at somebody you ain't even mad at and say this if you want to. Look at somebody right now and say, I forgive you. Now, now, husbands and wives, if you need to take advantage of this, it'd be a good time. But somebody say, I forgive you. That's not hard to do. Amen? Not hard to say anyway. We have to have our heart right for it to, to really take root. But it says... Don't give the devil opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment. See, here's here's the deal. If you give the devil place, he'll take it. 
Now go to Ephesians 6, a couple chapters over. And I want to read some very familiar scripture. It says, put on the whole armor of God in in verse 11. That you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. You know, we need to live holistically. You need to live a whole life. Not, you need to live a W-H-O-L-E life instead of a H-O-L-E life. Because if you've got a, a bunch of H-O-L-E's in your life, then you can't live W-H-O-L-E. Come on, somebody. And if my spelling's wrong, just you know what I'm trying to say. Because I hear giggling, so I don't even know if I spelled it right. But I don't care, Okay. See, here's the thing. You give no place to the devil because all he needs is a little room. But God has given us the ability to stay completely covered up in his power so that we can be aggressive and take what is ours. You've been given authority not so you could be religious or say God in three syllables. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, those real religious folk that go, All I've got to be able to say is, God, I trust you, I need you, I love you, and I have confidence that greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. So I'm going to take my healing, I'm going to take my peace, I'm going to take my power, I'm going to live in abundance, I'm going to live a holy Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Anybody ever get tired of standing? Now, don't get religious. Did you you ever get tired of standing? I get tired of standing sometimes. Matter of fact, I've even said this. I can't wait till I get to heaven just for one thing. I won't have to live by faith any longer. Did you think about that? There's an old song that says, my faith will end in sight. I have to have faith today. But if you will walk in faith today, you are promised when we get to heaven that you're going to have peace. You're going to have love. Now, I believe that we can walk in the same sense of peace on the earth as we will then. Why? Because I am a spirit. I live in a body and I possess a soul, but I am a spirit. He said, if you worship me, worship me in spirit and in truth. Because that's where the power is. He says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. Somebody say, tell the truth. And having on a breastplate of righteousness. Do you know that you are the righteousness of God? As long as you are in Christ Jesus. You're not an old sinner saved by grace. I said, you're not an old, if you have accepted him as your savior, you're not an old sinner saved by grace. I'm a changed, set free, made whole man of God. It's not about my flesh, it's about my spirit being renewed. Because one day, if the, if the Lord tarries and I live long enough, I'm going to die. But my body is what dies. My spirit, the Bible says in 
in Corinthians, the 15th chapter, to be absent from this life is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. So I don't live, and, and if you look at the first part of this, and I'm going to read the rest of it, but, but if you look at the first part, it says, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Quit being so offendable in the flesh. Quit being so offendable in your mind. And understand that these fleshly vessels, yeah, we make mistakes. We spell right things wrong. But that's not who I am. I am a child of the Most High God. On the inside of me, I am changed and perfect in His sight. Hallelujah. He says in verse 15, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know what I made a decision this year? I'm going to let peace be my umpire. If I go into a situation and it doesn't seem peaceful, I ain't going into that situation. I've done got myself in too many fixes and I have started trusting my peace meter, hallelujah, that the Word will supply because He's the Prince of Peace and you run that situation by the Word of God and you make decisions that you can lay down at night and shut your eyes and go to sleep and you ain't laying there. The, you know the reason the Bible said that you could worry about nothing and pray about everything? Because he's, He knows that He equips you with the ability to take authority over every thought and cast it down and go to sleep. Amen? And your feet is shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And here, I want you to notice two words. Above all. You know why it says above all? Because there's, the scripture will never contradict itself. And there's another scripture that says it's impossible to please God without faith. The Bible says in another place that the just shall live by faith. I don't talk about faith all the time because it's just a good subject or it makes me feel good. It is the very essence of the decision as to whether or not you're going to have victory in your life or not. Because faith doesn't look at circumstances and make decisions whether or not to do what God's called you to do. If I would have looked at circumstances, High Praises Church would have never begun because I didn't know how to start a church. I didn't know how to... to go to the government and get a, a, a charter started. I didn't know how to become all that we've become, but 23 and a half years later, we're sitting in property that's paid for. We are, we are uh, sending podcasts out all over the world now on a weekly basis. We are touching people. I've been in the recording studio this week and I'm going to release some music that's going to bless some people. We're going to do some things that we had never done before. You know why? Because the just shall live by faith. We don't live by hope. Hope is that thing that we set the target with. Oh, we need hope and we have hope. But the just don't live by hope because we might go around saying, well, I hope this happens. I hope that happens. I hope this. But faith says it's already transpired in the spirit. And all we've got to do is position ourselves to take authority and receive it in the, in the natural. See, the healing that you need in your body was paid for when he said it is finished 
the salvation that you're praying for for your children is already paid for when he said it is finished all we have to do is walk in the faith and the authority and praise him for it before we see it see the problem is when we don't walk in faith we wait until it happens to give God praise but if you will believe because his word said you raised them the way they should go and the Bible says when they get old they won't depart but pastor I didn't raise them in church the devil's a liar you're in church now we're going to claim that we're going to speak the word over them and they're going to be drawn in amen but the doctor said that this thing that I have in my body is not curable. Maybe not by his hand, but by the hand that's got a big old nail scar in it. He said that you are healed. By the stripes on his back, you are healed. But we have to get to the place where faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. So you have to walk in faith. You hope. Yeah, the hope is there, but you walk in it. Faith is confidence that something exists other than what you see, smell, taste, touch, or hear. Amen? So it says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You have to stay alert and keep your shield of faith high. Because if you don't, he'll turn around and he'll steal. The devil will steal back from you the ground that you've already taken. You can't be passive with your faith. You have to remain aggressive. I said you can't be passive with your faith. You have to remain aggressive. Let me just say it to you like this. Fellas, you know when you were trying to get them to go out with you for the first time? And man, you went to the gym and you pumped and you got that hair, you got that hair and them eyebrows all laid down. Man, you, you, you went, you look in your best and you've been married now a few years and all of a sudden you got the furniture degree, a disease. Your chest already fell down in your drawers. You don't care how you look. You wake up with that nasty breath and try to give her sugar. Ain't nobody want none of that. See, what I... Hey, I know things happen and things, but if you want to charm her, you know what I see this guy... Come here, look here, come here, come here, come here. This dude right here, oh, he's slick. Oh, he's slick. He walk in, and when she walks in this back door, back she walks in, and she just stands at the door. You know why? Because she knows that he's going to come up there, and he's going to open that door. He's going, and then did y'all see all them embarrassing pictures when they had their anniversary? Oh my gosh, they was just loving all over each other. Oh my gosh! But do you know why they are still in love? Because he works after it, and she works after it. Do you know why that you have victory in Christ? It's because you work after it. If just because God heals your body, listen to me, listen to me, just because God heals your body doesn't mean that the devil can't steal your healing away from you. 
So you got to keep the shield of faith up. Because a lot of times we will receive healing, receive restoration, receive power, and then we let the devil come back and bring old symptoms back to us. We, we let the devil come back and bring old thoughts back to us. We let the devil, and we don't keep the shield of faith up. Whatever it took to get the healing, to get the salvation, to get the power, whatever amount of faith you use to get it, keep it. Read your word. See, there have been a lot of people who've received their healing and have fallen back into their old thinking patterns of sickness. Because it's easy to do that in this world. That's why you got to be careful who you allow to speak into your ears. Come on, somebody. Because not everybody you work with understands walking in faith. That doesn't mean they're bad people. That just means you have to use wisdom. If you let your faith down, you'll give the devil an opening. And guess what? He'll take it. He'll surprise you with an old symptom. And you won't be able to stop him because you're not ready for him. You'll fall victim to his counterattack. Come on, somebody. You can stand successfully against the devil's strategies, but before you do, you've got to make some quality decisions. And I've got three decisions today that I'm going to share with you that you, if you'll make these decisions and apply them in your life, you will be able to keep whatever the Lord has given you. Number one. Make the Word of God the final authority of your life. Line up your thinking with whatever the Word says about whatever you're dealing with. If the Word says it, trust it. It's like an airplane pilot that is rated in instrumentation. He fly into a bunch of fog. He can't see what's going on, but he remains safe because he trusts what the instrument says. Listen, I, I love to fly, but I don't want to get on a flight with somebody that is flying by sight. Because you get up to a certain altitude and the weather can change and shift in a moment's notice. And the storms can happen and you don't even know it's coming. So I don't want to be sitting back there. I don't even care if I'm in first class and I was upgraded for free. I'm not going to let somebody fly me that doesn't know how to read the instruments. God has given us the instrument to go through any situation because you don't always know when the storms are coming because the devil is a thief. Do you know what thieves do? They don't come up and say, hey, Miss Mary, I'm going to steal from you. No, that ain't what they do. They catch you not looking and if you've not got your stuff secured, they'll just take it. I want you to know that you can be secure in your relationship with God, but you got to get up every day and you've got to activate the safety devices in your life. How do you do that, Pastor? See, the devil has already stolen from my family. He's stolen life out of my house. But I got news for him. He'll never do it again. I've told this, and this is my testimony, so that's why I use it. But on in in 
In November of 2013, when LaDonna and I sat down at that table, we were totally shocked and not ready for the, the news that we got. The devil came in and he, he blindsided us. He knocked us off balance. Are you saying that to give him credit? No, I'm just saying he is who he is and there's no respect of persons. And you can ask my children, I tell them when things happen, I may seem inconsiderate at times. I'm not inconsiderate, but I want them to understand that the devil has no sympathy for you. And when he came in that same year, three months after, after we had buried my wife, and then my son calls me and tells me that he has cancer. Everybody, and, and here's another good reason you don't tell everybody what's going on in your life because if you take enough of this, oh bless your heart, you'll start feeling sorry for yourself. And here's what you need to understand. At that moment, I, I was I surprised? Absolutely. Was I unready? Absolutely not. And I got good news. Y'all know this testimony. I'm going to give it again. Jackie Lee's healed. You know why? Because Satan stole once. And that's why every day, I don't even care how tired I am. If I'm in the shower, I'll say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over my children today. And I, the other day, nobody was home. I went in each one of the rooms. And I said, God, I know that you have relationships. I went down in Kenzie's room. I ain't even told him this. But I, I said, God, I know that you got a woman for him that's going to make him better. I don't know if you wanted me to pray that. And I ain't trying to get rid of you or nothing. But, but I just spoke the word over him. I went up to the room that's Jackie's when he comes home. And I prayed over him. I went in Gracie's room and I prayed over her. And I may not do that every day. But every day I'll say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Psalm 91. Just put it all around them. You said, God, that the angels would have, have charge over them. Even if they bumped their toe today, God, you said that you'd be there. And you know what that is? I'm setting the alarm around their life so that if the devil comes again trying to sneak in, the first time that he puts a pinky toe on the atmosphere of my children, the Bible says that I could be alerted in the spirit realm and the angels would take care of things even if I'm not alert of it. Make the Word of God the final authority in your life. Line your thinking up with whatever the Word says. Number two, decide to live your life by faith in what God has said. You got to get that. Decide to live your life by faith in what God has said. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You know what I believe? The Bible says that I'm protected. The Bible, I don't have to get up every day and go, well, I don't know what today holds, and I sure hope it turns out all right. Mm -mm. Because chances are, if you're leaving it to hope and fate, Satan is sitting there waiting to mess you up. But if you get up every day and go, well, I don't know what today holds, but just like the old saying goes, I know who holds my today. 
So God, I trust you. God, I thank you for opening doors for me that I didn't even know I needed open today. I thank you, Lord, that, that, that I'm going to walk into victory in every situation today. And God, I thank you for favor. When I go to the dry cleaners, I thank you for favor. I thank you, Lord, when I go to the store, thank you for favor. I thank you, Lord, when I go to the gas pump. Y'all know how much I got gas for yesterday? I was so excited. Then I got back home, and it was 60 cents more. So I said, thank you, God. I don't even know if it's supposed to be that, but I sure didn't ask nobody. I was pumping. $4 a gallon. How about that? Y'all want me to tell her where it is? Nope, I ain't doing it. Now, here's the funny part. Whoever thought we'd be praising God, Brother Rodney, for $4 a gallon gas, huh? In all things, give thanks. I'm here to decree and declare to you today that when you live your life by faith, you are not disappointed. Do you like everything that happens? No, I didn't say that. But I'm not disappointed because I'm not scared of what's going to happen. I'm not scared of the things that are transpiring. I'm not scared that they're going to hurt me because I know that I'm an overcomer. I said I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and what? The word of my testimony. So here's the deal. What are you saying about your situation? You ever met anybody that I don't care if you catch them at 8 o'clock in the morning, at 12 o'clock in the day, if you talk to them at 10 o'clock at night, the first words out of your mouth, you say, how you doing, brother? I'm tired. I wouldn't dare say that, even if I felt that. You know why? Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. And if my body is tired, first of all, you need to rest. I believe this. I heard this years ago, and I believe this. When fatigue moves in, faith can move out. So you need rest. But when you are doing what you, some days we got to stay up more than we meant to. But he said he would never leave you or forsake you. That's not just in the big things. That's in the day by day by day situations. So when I go to the store, he's with me. When I go to work, he's with me. When I go in and watch TV with my family, he's with me. I live by faith. I expect the best. How many expects the best? How many is going to start today expecting the best? I didn't say everything's going to look right, but there again, I am a spirit. I live in a body and I possess a soul. It don't have to look right. You just have to believe right. Amen? Thirdly, number one, make the Word of God your final authority. Number two, decide to live your life by faith. Number three, and this is the most important thing that I'll tell you today because the Word says that this is the most important thing. Decide to live by the love of God because faith is so important. But you know what the Word says about love concerning faith? Faith works by love. That's what the Word says. Without love, your faith won't function. But without the word, you can't have faith. 
So you need to make the Word of God your final authority. You need to live your life by faith every moment, every second, every day. And then you need to walk in love. See, don't try to make decisions without all three of these operating in your life. Don't raise your hand. How many's ever been made mad by somebody? How many's ever gotten mad about something? You don't make good decisions when you get mad. Now, we get mad. And this is one of the favorite scriptures of a lot of preachers today. Jesus got mad. You know who he got mad at? He got mad at the religious people when they was acting crazy in the temple. Jesus ain't mad at us today. Huh? He's not mad at the world. He's not surprised by the world. He's not ticked off at the world. There's just not scripture to back that up in my opinion. I mean, it'll get people shouting, but it's not scriptural. The word says that God is love. But the problem is, we need to understand what love is. Love is understanding, compassion. When you set the authority in your life by the word of God, when you have faith that God said it's going to happen, love is not some emotion that you have to feel to have working in your life. Love is a decision to be patient. Because, you know, I was bragging on these two a while ago. I got a, an opinion. I got a, yes, yeah, an opinion. I have an opinion. I have a feeling that sometimes they might misunderstand one another or they might disagree on something. They might have feelings that they don't necessarily need to have toward one another. Can I tell you a little thing about your friend when, you, when your friend... He, she told me one day, she said, I love him, but she said, sometimes I don't need to talk to my husband. I need to talk to my friend. It starts, she said, he listens too. And, and obeys. He's a smart man. Smart man. That's why they're still in love. It's a decision. It's a decision. That's funny, but it's a truth. It's a decision. When you decide to walk in love, see, a lifestyle of the word, a lifestyle of faith, and a lifestyle of love keeps you in a place of resistance to the devil. Get along with God, pray, and decide today that you won't give the devil any place. One more scripture and I'm going to pray. John 15, verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if you are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified and honored by this. When you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples... I have loved you just as the Father loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. See, that's what I was originally going to preach about. I was going to use John 3.16. I ain't going to preach that one too, but John 3.16 says that God loves you so much that He gave Himself and He gave Him son for you, His Son for you. 
you've got to trust the love of God. When you trust the love of God, you will trust each other. You will trust the word of God. He says, if you keep my commandments and obey my teaching, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and remain in his love. Last verse. I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you. And that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. Do you know what the joy of the Lord is? See, so many people are wanting to get happy today. I like being happy. I'm happy when, you know, things go my way. But things don't always go my way. I'm happy when, you know, you get something new. I don't always get things new. I'm happy when I find something old that I like. But I don't always find those things that I like. I'm happy at those. You've got points in your life that makes you happy. But not every day in your life are you going to be happy. But you don't have to have happiness because you got joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And I've got a, a declaration that I make over my life every week. And it just says, I'm going to trouble my trouble with joy. I'm going to trouble my trouble with joy. When the devil comes my way and tries to get me off track, I'm going to trouble my trouble with the joy of the Lord because the joy is my strength. You know what joy lets you do? Joy lets you speak past hurts and be nice to people. Joy is the strength that you can forgive people. Don't raise your hand. This is rhetorical. But is there anybody in your world that you need to forgive? You say, I can't do it, Pastor. It was too mean. They said too much. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens you. And the truth is, the Word says, if you come to the altar with your worship, with your offering, which is your sacrifice of praise that we heard about this morning, when you come and you make that sacrifice of praise and you give to God, the Word says, if you have ought against your brother, leave that there. Go fix it and then come back. What? The joy of the Lord is your strength. You can do it. I can't forgive him. Yes, you can. What first thing you need to do is get the I can'ts out of your vocabulary. Hmm? You can do that. You know how you do that? You make the word the final authority in your life. You decide to live your life by faith and then you walk in love. How many wants to walk in love in your life? You don't have to. You don't have to. Some of you just looking at me like a calf looking at a new gate. You don't have to. You can just be hateful and and just, you can walk through life and be miserable if you want to. But just remember, you don't have to. You can let the joy be your strength. Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. 
Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now, we want you to stay connected with our socials. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church and catch us on our Instagram at The High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care. Thank you.